It's SR the Fantasy Star. Tune in anytime, anywhere that you are. Do it with headphones, even in the car. And if you listen to you know your team about to go far. It's SR the Fantasy Star. Tune in anytime, anywhere that you are. Do it with headphones, even in the car. And if you listen to you know your team about to go far. Let's get it. Let's get it. What's up, friends? I want to thank you guys for tuning in. This is episode three of the SR the Fantasy Star podcast and we're getting through these divisions. We are almost done. We're today we're going to cover the AFC South and the NFC South and then our next show will be the um NFC and AFC West and then we'll be done with the divisions and then we'll start going over some uh analysis over position depth. Uh I'll go over my top picks at each, each position who I'm liking and we'll we'll do some mock drafts. So we'll definitely have some fun for these next few weeks leading up to the season we have preseason starting on thursday so it's the hall of fame game uh the cowboys are playing i forget who they're playing these games really don't truly matter these uh first few preseason games usually the third preseason game is where we really see the starters play a little bit so these first preseason games will be a lot of a lot of backup guys so we may be able to you know get some evaluations on some rookies and things of that nature but it's still football. Football's football, right? So let's get started. AFC South. Let's start with the Indianapolis Colts. They've had a lot of headlines in the news recently, and that's because of some injuries they had. So let's start off with their new additions just to go over who they have and who they have that's hurt. So the new additions they have are Carson Wentz at quarterback. They have JJ Nelson, the wide receiver. They signed Eric Fisher, uh, He's a tackle, and, and that was good on them to sign him because Anthony Casanzo retired, who's been good for them for a few years now. And then they recently signed Brett Hundley. So they signed Brett Hundley because of, obviously, Carson Wentz's injury, and he's expected to be out for 5 to 12 weeks. And that hurts them a lot um, because, you know, they, they recently just signed him, and they have high hopes with this roster that they have that they can make a deep playoff run because they were able to make the playoffs last year with the Phillip Rivers who isn't as good at that late stage of his career. So I think this definitely hurts them, and it hurts me and my Eagles fans, obviously, because if Carson were to play 75% of the snaps, the Eagles would be getting a first-round pick from the Colts, which looks like that won't happen now. So that is no good for us. So in the draft, the Colts went heavy on defense. They didn't really draft anyone fantasy relevant because they had a lot of their offensive pieces in place, they thought, with Wentz and then the the new pieces that they had from last year with like Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman. So they didn't really draft anyone noteworthy on the offensive side of the ball. And at quarterback, it's obviously Wentz isn't going to be slated as the starter. So it's looking like Jacob Easton is going to be their opening day starter and he's taking the first team reps in camp. So he's looking like he's going to be the first team starter and that may be good news for Wentz. I'm not sure if they maybe think the five week timetable is more of realistic because I, they didn't go out and try to sign a big name. Like they brought in Brent Hundley, who's been a backup in green Bay. So that may be good news for Wentz. who knows, or maybe they just really trust uh, Eason who they drafted uh, in the fourth round, I believe, a year or two ago so they may just want to see what he has but uh could be positive news running back jonathan taylor is slated to be the lead guy marlon mack did return for them which kind of upset me because i thought taylor would have this backfield all to himself but marlon mack is back and marlon mack has done some things in this league 
uh, to be considered a starting running back. But I think this is definitely Jonathan Taylor's job. But they do have some depth behind them. So Marlon Mack, Naheem Hines is the pass catcher. And Jordan Wilkins also had some moments last year where he looked good. But he's definitely low man on the totem pole at this point. So expect Jonathan Taylor to be the lead back. But with that being said, they had Quentin Nelson who got hurt as well. And he's going to be out the same timetable as Carson Wentz. Five to 12 weeks. And Quentin Nelson is a great player. All pro player on the line for them. So I think this hurts Jonathan Taylor, not only not having Carson Wentz out there as an offensive threat at quarterback, but not having his offensive lineman there. Who's a key piece to, you know, their puzzle, but I mean, they still have some pieces on the offensive line, but I think Quentin Nelson definitely hurts Jonathan Taylor's value. And I was expecting Jonathan Taylor to potentially be a top three running back this year, but I still see him as a late, or a low RB1, like in the 12, 12-ish range. But I think he definitely had that potential to be a top three running back. So this news hurts him for sure. I have him in a keeper league, and I was like, oh, do I want to keep him now, or do I have other guys I want to pivot to? But I still think he's going to have a solid year and be an RB1 for you. So, um, But just tamper your expectations. And at wide receiver, I really thought T.Y. Hilton was going to be a steal this year. I thought he would go late in drafts because he didn't do anything last year. And that's because Carson Wentz likes to throw the deep ball. He holds the ball. He took a lot of sacks when he was in Philly. And he holds the ball and he likes to throw it deep. So he used to throw it deep to Nelson Aguilar a lot. Uh, Jalen Rager had some deep passes last year. And that's T.Y. Hilton's specialty. But now I'm not sure if T.Y. will be that sneaky value I really had him as a wide receiver one if Carson Wentz was in there but now I just have to see what you know Jacob Eason can do and he's nothing more than a probably a wide receiver high-end wide receiver three at this point but you know we can see you know how this goes throughout the preseason Michael Pittman's also there Michael Pittman had a good year last year he played out of the slot a lot and I think that was because Paris Campbell got hurt early in the year so I'm I'm curious to see how this pans out in the preseason, like who they have in a slot and who they have on the outside, because these are both talented young guys. And Paris Campbell has just had some unfortunate injuries early in his career. And they also have Zach Pascal and JJ Nelson, who will be, um, you know, third and fourth pieces. And without Carson Wentz there, you know, who knows how often they'll be getting the ball. And at tight end, they have Jack Doyle and Mo Ali Cox. What I expect is Jack Doyle to be more of their between the 20, 20s guy and Mo Ali Cox to kind of be that red zone threat. They haven't utilized him much often, but he's a big dude. He played college basketball, so he can, you know, they could throw him that jump ball in the end zone. So I think I expect to see more of Mo Ali Cox, and I think Jack Doyle will, will be out there as well. So more yards for Mo Ali Cox, or sorry, more yards for Jack Doyle, but I expect Mo Ali Cox to have more touchdowns so that's just the uh prediction i'm making right now i'm calling it in august kicker rodrigo blankenship he had a good year last year and i think that's because of philip rivers philip rivers has been so limited recently just because of his age and obviously he retired but i think philip rivers had a lot of drives stalled so they were kicking the ball a lot in the red zone or not even in the red zone just on their side in their own territory and I think Rodrigo Blankenship benefited from that, and he had a great year as a kicker. But I'm not sure if that will continue, um, especially with Carson Wentz out. So 
even though he was a, a top 10 kicker last year, I'm not sure if he will continue that for this year. And offensive line, the, the, like I was saying, Quentin Nelson obviously hurt. They still have Ryan Kelly and Eric Fisher, who they just signed this year, and Anthony Costanzo retires. So they have a few guys on the offensive line still, but Quentin Nelson definitely hurts. You know, in their defense, their defense will be solid. They added two linemen early in the draft. Still have DeForest Bunkner, um, Darius Leonard. So, you know, they'll be solid. They they have uh, Xavier Rose, Rocky Sin in the secondary. So I think they'll be solid on defense still. And their defense is going to have to carry them now with Carson Wentz out. Uh, you know, Quentin Nelson out is going to, you know, hurt that offense. So the defense will have to carry them this year. So let's go over to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They got a new coach in Urban Meyer, first time NFL coach, and it typically doesn't work out well for first time, you know, college coaches coming up to the NFL to be a head coach. We saw that with Pete Carroll. He came up to coach the Patriots and then had to go back to college, obviously at USC, and he's back in, in Seattle doing well, obviously. And we saw guys like Chip Kelly come in. So Urban Meyer's a good coach though, so but we'll we'll see what he does. Their new additions, they have Carlos Hyde, uh, Philip Dorsett, Marvin Jones, Laquan Treadwell, CJ Beathard. Uh, they signed Shaquille Griffin on defense and T- Tim Tebow, obviously, is the, the big name they signed and he's not even, you know, projected to be a starter or slated to be a starter. He, you know, still have to make the team. So that is the new additions in the draft obviously they got Trevor Lawrence with the number 1 overall pick Trevor had a great college career and I expect that to continue in the NFL so he should you know be on your draft radar for sure they have a few pieces around him but you know I, I would I wouldn't want him as my starter especially early in the year but you know I think he could come on late and he could be a spot starter for you then they also drafted the running back Travis Etienne and Travis is good. Um, he's definitely fast. He's more of a straight line runner. I uh, wasn't too shifty in college and I expect him to share the backfield duties this year. So you know, I don't expect him to really contribute too much. Just more of a flex play. So at QB, I do expect Trevor Lawrence to start. They're saying Gardner Minshew is in the running and they're, they're fighting for the spot, but you know, it's Trevor Lawrence's job, obviously running back. James Robinson was the starter last year and he played well. He went undrafted out of the draft and he just came in and, and got the opportunity because of some injuries that the Jaguars had and he took the most of it. I think he had 700, 800 yards or so, um, a few touchdowns and he was, a, you know, the waiver wire sensation early in the year that guys were picking up and, and those are the type of guys you got to watch out for, the type of guys that are going to have the opportunity to succeed and even though they were a bad team last year, you know, he still was able to be fantasy relevant. And I think I definitely dropped the ball on that just because the Jaguars are, they weren't good. So I think that's just, you know, something you have to consider when you're drafting players. Like, even though the team's going to be bad, they're going to have to score points. They're going to have to play all the offense is going to be out there. So someone's going to be fantasy relevant, even if it's only, you know, one or two guys. So that was James Robinson last year. So he's going to headline the backfield again this year. And Travis Etienne, I think will be the backup with Carlos Hyde, just being a depth guy at wide receiver. They have DJ Chark leading their, the way he was disappointing last year. He was hurt a lot of the year. He had a drop problem last year too. And I don't know what that was all about. I know they weren't playing with the best quarterbacks at times, but he definitely was a letdown. I think a lot of guys expected him to continue to have a, a good year as he did 
in two years two years ago. So, and Lavisca Chenault, he had a solid year for a rookie, and I expect him to continue to grow and build on that. They got him a lot of quick screen passes, um, you know, just to use his shiftiness, and I think that will continue. I think he'll have a great year. And they also signed Marvin Jones and Philip Dorsett. Marvin Jones has had good years in Cincinnati and Detroit. He's, uh, you know, now an elder, elder statesman, so I think he will take a backseat a little bit, but I think he will still be effective and, you know, he'll still be fantasy relevant as a flex, you know, on your flex radar weekly. Uh, and Philip Dorsett, he had some splashes here and there when he played in with the Patriots, but I think he's just more up of a depth piece. At tight end, they really don't have anyone. So Tim Tebow could be the guy, but you know, that's a wait and see thing in the preseason. And the only other guy they really have that could compete, um, and be fantasy relevant is James O'Shaughnessy. And I don't expect either of them to be fantasy relevant, but like I said, that's the way to see thing. We have Tim Tebow playing a new position, so we don't really know what to expect until we see it, but he's off my draft board. I would just say that. Kicker, they have Josh Lambeau. He had a great year last year. He was making everything, even though this team wasn't really good. You know, when they did get in field goal range, he was making everything. And I expect Trevor Lawrence to move the ball for them this year. And, you know, with a few more weapons that they have and like Marvin Jones and stuff and, the you know, Travis Etienne, I think they, you know, will be in position to kick the ball more. So, you know, he's someone to keep on your radar, Josh Lambeau, that is. And their offensive line is good. Their offensive line is good. And I think that's why James Robinson had the success he did last year. And it was unexpected. They have Brandon Linden at center who, you know, is one of the best in the league. He's, he's really good. Um, and they drafted, you know, second round guy out of Stanford. They have Cam Robinson, Andrew Norwell, Jawan Taylor. So they have some guys that are good on that O line. So I think, um, you know, these running backs should definitely be considered. And their defense is solid, led by Miles Mal- Jack and uh, Josh Allen and Clavon Chazon. So I think they will be a little better on defense this year simply because the offense will be able to move the ball a little bit better um, and give the defense some rest. So next, let's go over to the Tennessee Titans. New additions this year. Obviously, Julio Jones is the big name that they got in free agency. Uh, Josh Reynolds, they also got wide receiver with the Rams previously who's had some sparks. Uh, Marcus Johnson they have, too, who was with Indy last year. And on defense, they have uh, Danico Autry and then a bunch of new guys on the D line that they have this year. In the draft, first round, they drafted a cornerback from Virginia Tech, Caleb Farley. So I think that's only going to help because they did struggle in the secondary at times last year. And that was their weakness, and their head coach is a defensive guy. So I think he wants that defense to be top tier. At quarterback, obviously, Ryan Tannehill is their starter. He's played well for them ever since he left Miami and come to Tennessee. He's played well and shown why he you know, should be a starting quarterback. And I think Tannehill should definitely be on your fantasy radar, especially with the new weapon in Julio. Derrick Henry is the running back, and there's not really much you have to say about him. He's a first-round fantasy draft pick. You should be you know, taking him in your first few picks. Wide receiver, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, Josh Reynolds. I think they're the guys you have to consider. Julio is a little scary. He's been hurt. He's always hurt. Every year he'll scare you. He'll be on the um, injury report every week with the foot, with the ankle, with something. But he usually ends up playing. But that definitely didn't happen last year. And I think a lot of that probably was frustration on his part. Like the Falcons weren't good. So, you know, and Julio's actually banged up right now a little bit. 
in training camp. So it's just something to continuously watch out for. But I think him and AJ Brown will play well together. They're really similar in just like their build and their, their skills. So I think Ryan Tannehill has these, you know, weapons that he's definitely going to utilize and work with. We saw Corey Davis, who seemed to be a bust. You know, we saw him play well last year. So I only think Julio is going to help this offense out even more. Tight end, they got rid of Johnu Smith, and I don't like their tight end replacements. They have Anthony Fisker, who was there last year, and they signed Jeff Swain. And I really don't expect their tight end position to be utilized this year. I think it's all going to be their wide receivers and Julio, AJ Brown, and even Josh Reynolds. I think Josh Reynolds at the slot is someone that you know to look for as a wide receiver three this year. And I think Tannehill is going to be able to, um, you know, make make them relevant at times because their running game is so good. Derrick Henry is so good that, you know, they're going to be focused on the run. So, you know, these wide receivers are going to be get put in situations where they can succeed. And I think Josh Reynolds has had success with the Rams. So this could continue over in Tennessee and their defense should be raw. They have a lot of new defensive linemen and a bunch of new guys, young guys. So I think their defense will be raw, but I think they will be better than they were last year. Um, no one really stands out, but I think they'll, you know, be solid. Uh, the linebackers are good. They have, you know, Altry, who I said earlier, so they'll be good. Their, their coach is a former linebacker himself, so I think that, you know, he'll, he'll do a good job coaching those guys up. And lastly, we have the Houston Texans, the mess of the Houston Texans. They have a new coach, uh, David Culley. He was an assistant head coach, wide receiver coach, and passing game coordinator from Baltimore last uh, and he was previously an Andy Reid guy, so I feel like everyone's looking out for these Andy Reid guys that are, you know, from Andy Reid's system. So he's a new coach, uh, not sure what to expect. So I, I think this team, they have a lot of names, but I'm not sure how productive they will be. But there will be some fantasy relevance somewhere. So the new additions they have are Tyrod Taylor, Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram, Rex Burkhead, Dante Moncrief, Chris Conley, and you know, the newest addition is Anthony Miller. In the draft, they went after a quarterback, Davis Mills, because obviously of all their quarterback issues. And uh, they got a wide receiver in Nico Collins. And Deshaun Watson, he's been at training camp, so I'm not sure if the league's going to do anything. I think all of this is kind of up in the air. And, you know, this potential trade is, is still, you know, lingering. So we're not exactly sure what is going to happen. Uh, it's kind of a wait-and-see mode. But, you know, if Deshaun is playing, then he's he's – the, you know, one of the best fantasy players in the game, fantasy quarterback. So he is something to watch and a story to watch. But if he is not going to be the starter, then Tyrod Taylor will be the starter. And Tyrod is, a, a, you know, a journeyman who can be fantasy relevant just because he can run the ball, but he won't really be great for these uh, fantasy, other fantasy pieces at, you know, wide receiver and running back because they won't be able to move the ball as well without Watson. So that is their depth chart right now. Watson, Tyrod Taylor, and then the rookie Davis Mills at quarterback at running back. They are pretty loaded. And if this was like five years ago, you'd be like, Oh, this is going to be crazy. But they have David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram, and Rex Burkhead. So all these guys have been fantasy relevant in the past. Um, you know, specifically, obviously David Johnson, Phil Lindsay, and Mark Ingram, but I think Mark Ingram has passed his prime, and we saw that in Baltimore last year. I think they 
would have kept him if they could. They definitely love him and, you know, his personality and what he brought to the team, but he's just past his prime. But, you know, he could still be a locker room guy for them, for the Texans. And I think that's what he's going to be. I don't think he will contribute as much. I think David Johnson really is the guy. I think him and Philip Lindsay will be splitting the carries here. And, you know, it's going to be a, a toss up. I'm not sure who to take. Um, I know David Johnson is obviously the better pass catcher. Philip Lindsay's never really been a pass catcher. Uh, you know, Mark Ingram is a pass catcher, but like I said, I don't see too many snaps from him. So I think this is David Johnson's backfield to lead and he's paid that way. So I expect David Johnson to lead, but we'll split time with Philip Lindsay and Philip Lindsay is the guy you want as the backup to David Johnson. At wide receiver, Brandon Cooks is their you know, number one guy. They signed Chris Conley. They have Anthony Miller, Kiki Cootie, and Dante Moncrief. I like Cooks. You know, he's the wide receiver one. He's going to go unlooked. I think he will be a wide receiver two at the end of the day. I think the yardage will be there, but I don't think the touchdowns will be. But he will have his weeks. You know, he's still got the wheels. And, you know, he'll he'll have his weeks. But with Tyrod there, Tyrod's not throwing the ball deep as much. And that's Brandon Cooks kind of bread and butter. So, you know, you will have to temper expectations there. I really like Anthony Miller. I think Anthony Miller is really good. I liked him out of the draft when the Bears got him. And I'm not sure why they let let him go, to be honest. I mean, I know they have Darnell Mooney, but I think Anthony Miller is really good. and never really got a fair shot because of the quarterback carousel that there was there. And Allen Robinson was getting fed all the targets, and Anthony Miller was kind of just on the back burner. But his tape at Memphis was really good. He was a first-round draft pick for a reason. He was the second wide receiver taken that year behind DJ Moore. So Anthony Miller is good, and I... I don't expect him to show out as much here, especially without Deshaun Watson, but he's a good player and, you know, I hope he eventually gets his shot. And they also have Taiwan Taylor, who was last in Tennessee and he had some splashes at time, but he's no one special. I think he's just going to be depth for this team. Uh, you know, I think Brandon Cooks, Chris Conley and Anthony Miller will lead the way. But like I said, if, without Deshaun Watson, then I, you know, with temper expectations with all the wide receivers here. And, um, you know, if, Des- if Deshaun Watson was here, I think a lot more of these guys would be fantasy relevant. At the tight end position, I don't really see any value here. I mean, they have Ryan Izzo, Jordan Aikens. Um, especially if Deshaun's there, I don't think he's dumping it off to them. But there could be some sneaky value with Tyrod, who will get the ball out of his hands quick and, you know, run the ball. So I would just, you know, check on that in the preseason. We'll definitely, you know, circle back to these tight ends to see if anyone can be fantasy relevant out of this tight end field at kicker they have Kaimi Fairbairn who has had solid years for them and I think a lot of that had to do with Deshaun Watson being at quarterback and getting this team in scoring position so I think Kaimi may be um you know just a name that people are going to recognize and pick up when in you know actuality they might not be scoring the ball as often as they were in the past so that's just something to consider there may be other kickers that are better on defense, their defense is okay. They have, you know, Shaq Lawson, Christian Kirk. So you'd have some guys out there that can play. But I think that does it for the AFC South. We'll move over now to the NFC South and we'll start with the, obviously the Super Bowl champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And they don't really have any new additions. They're basically like, let's just run it back. Only person they really added was Giovanni Bernard and they already, they added him to an already crowded running back room. So I'm not really sure what role he will play. In the draft, they went after an edge rusher, and they, they got a quarterback in the third round, or second round, sorry, Kyle Trask out of Florida the second round, drafted a wide receiver in the third round. So, you know, they're basically having the same team. They're basically running it back. 
Uh, a lot of this stuff is kind of just you know straightforward with this team. They have quarterback Tom Brady. You obviously know what he can do. He's been in the league for a while. And running back, I'm staying away from this backfield. They have some talent, got, talented guys: Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, Keyshawn Vaughn, and you know Giovanni Bernard, like I just said. But I think it's going to be a carousel. I don't trust Bruce Arians. I think he's going to feed the hot hand. You're never going to know when to play who. So this is just one of the running back rooms that I'm staying completely away from. Uh, but I think whoever gets the ball most that week will be fantasy relevant, but you don't know who will get the ball most that week. And wide receiver, they have Mike Evans, obviously. Chris Godwin are the two big names. Antonio Brown, Tyler Johnson, and Scotty Miller. I think Mike Evans is still the guy to own here. I think Chris Godwin disappointed a lot of people last year. I think a lot of people expected him to be um, you know, drafted a lot early. I know he went you know, second round a lot of the time and he, you know, didn't live up to that draft capital. But I think Mike Evans is the guy this year. Chris Godwin actually went earlier than him last year. But Mike Evans has got a thousand yards every season he's been in the league. And I think that continue that continues and that's only going to be fantasy points. So I think Mike Evans is and then Mike Evans is the guy they look to at the red zone. So He's going to have another solid year and be a wide receiver one for you. I think Chris Godwin will have a better year than he did last year, but I still, you know, temper my expectations because they have all these other weapons and, you know, and Antonio Brown. I think Tyler Johnson, the second year guy, will see more run and Scotty Miller is going to see run. So I think this is going to only hurt, you know, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Tyler Johnson, and Scotty Miller. I expect Mike Evans to, you know, continue to get his. At tight end, they, they got Gronk. Another guy to feed OJ Howard, who was hurt all last year. So I'm curious to see how they split snaps there and Cam Brate, who's currently hurt, but he's still on the roster. So they got three solid tight ends, three solid wide receivers, three solid running backs. These guys got it all. And, you know, their their offensive line is really good, uh, led by uh, Tristan Wirfs. They have a good offensive line, so they're going to be able to run the ball well. You just don't know who, which sucks because usually behind a good offensive line, you want that running back, but you just don't know who it's going to be. They have a good defense. Defense is really good. They're bringing back all the same guys. They, their defense is led by guys like, you know, Indomitian Sue and Jason Pierre Paul, uh, Vita Vey. Secondary is good. They, you know, they're, they're solid all around. The linebacking core is good, Devin White. So they, they've, they've got it, you know, all around. And I think they're going to dominate this division because of, um, you know, some step backs that some of these other teams took and, you know, the other team being the Saints, which I'm going to talk about next. Let's talk about the Saints. Let's talk about their new additions. They brought in all offense for their new additions. Devonta Freeman, who's basically washed Nick Vanette at tight end and Chris Hogan, the wide receiver, who's really a lacrosse player, but he's out here playing wide receiver and they're going to need all the wide receiver help that they can get. So in the draft, they really drafted no one fantasy relevant. They're, they're in rebuild stage stage right now. Like I, and I don't think anyone's really noticing that, but I think they're going to be pretty bad this year at quarterback. Obviously Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill are fighting it out to be, you know, the QB one, but Jameis has been taking first team reps, but to be honest, I really think Taysom Hill gives them their best chance to win just because of their depth chart. Like Jameis is going to go out there. He's used to having guys like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and he's used to, you know, throwing the ball all around the field, but they just don't have the personnel for that, especially with Michael Thomas hurt. So I think Taysom Hill is their best chance to win, but we'll save that for another day. And running back Alvin Kamara is the lead guy. Uh, Latavius Murray, 
They have Ty Montgomery and Devonta Smith, or sorry, Devonta Freeman. Thinking about the Eagles wide receiver, Devonta Freeman. So I think Alvin is obviously the lead guy. He's going to catch and run the ball, but I really don't think Sean Payton likes getting him the ball too much between the tackles. So I think he's going to be capped at around 15 to 18 touches, uh, carrying the ball per game and then another, you know, three to five out of the backfield. So I think he'll definitely be an RB one for you. And I think he's going to have to do a lot more for them this year, but I just think he will be the center of the offense with Michael Thomas hurt. So, you know, they'll, they'll be able to, you know, key in on him. So I, I expect Sean Payton, he's a good coach. So I expect him to, you know, throw some wrinkles in there, have Kamara, Latavius Murray out there, um, you know, for the same, uh, play a lot of the time just to kind of shake things up. And I think he'll find interesting ways to get Kamara involved, but you just got to keep in mind that he will be the focus of this offense. So, um, he's still RB1, but just, yeah, he's the focus of this offense. So he could get, you know, shut down if teams really, build their game plan around him wide receiver i said michael thomas he's hurt he's going to be on the pup list i expect him to be out at least six weeks probably that's what the pup list is so yeah he'll be out and after him there's really no one which i said this team is going to struggle i really do expect them to struggle it's going to be weird to see them without drew Brees, and you know i really do expect them to struggle uh you know michael thomas is hurt Traquan Smith is the next man up. I don't think he could be a wide receiver one for you. Uh, they have Marquez Calloway, who is a fast dude. He made some splashes last year. And they have Chris Hogan, and I don't know what they expect out of him. He he played well when he was in uh, New England, and I think a lot of that had to do with, obviously, who the quarterback was at that time. So this wide receiver room, I'm just not trusting anybody. But, you know, like I said, with a bad team, someone has to be fantasy relevant. So if I had to take a shot on one of these guys, it obviously would be Traquan Smith. He's been there the longest. He knows the offense the best. Um, so I, I think, you know, he's worth a shot. I think he can, his ceiling is probably a wide receiver two for you, but more than likely he's a wide receiver three until, you know, Michael Thomas comes back. And I think that that only helps him if Michael Thomas is out there on the field as well. And at tight end, they, they have Nick Vanette who, has bounced around the league. He had some okay years in Seattle, but he's not the biggest receiving threat. They have Adam Troutman as well. So none of these guys are really big receiving threats. And I think the Saints are really used to having a receiving threat at the tight end position. They had guys like Jimmy Graham, obviously. Jared Cook has been there. They got a lot out of Kobe Fleener. So maybe they'll be able to get a lot out of one of these guys. But the Saints definitely do like to utilize the tight end position. So I'm definitely curious to see how this plays out with you know their tight end depth. Um, none of these guys being real, you know, pass catchers and, and threats in the past, I should say. Uh, their offensive line is solid. solid. Um, if they plan on running the ball a lot, they have a good offensive line. So, and they, they, they have a bunch of running backs too that they can give the ball to. So I do expect that to be the game plan. Their defense is still good. It's led by Cam Jordan and Malcolm Jenkins. So they have a good defense still, but it's just the wide receiver threat. So they, they may be running the ball a lot and what, for all I know, they could give the ball to Alvin Kamara 20 plus times a game, but I just don't see that happening. I see him carrying the ball 15 to 20 times a game, 15 to 18 times a game. And I really think they should start Taysom Hill, like I keep saying. And I think they should play every game like they played the Broncos last year. If you remember that game, it was just a sloppy game. The Broncos had like a wide receiver playing quarterback and they couldn't move the ball at all. And Taysom Hill was the quarterback for the Saints, and they just ran the ball a ton, a bunch of trick plays. Taysom threw the ball a little bit, but I think if that was 
if I were Sean Payton, I would start Taysom Hill just to kind of see, you know, this trick plays and see what we can do in, in that aspect. All right, so let's go to Carolina next. I really like Carolina this year. I think a lot of these guys will be uh, valuable pieces for your fantasy roster. This is the second year with Matt Rule. They went 5-11 and 11 last year, but I don't think he had a bad year. They were without Christian McCaffrey for most of the year, and Teddy Bridgewater had a lot of limitations, which he showed, and I think that hurt them. They could have won a lot more games if Teddy B actually played a little better. So I think their new addition will help them. Their new addition in Sam Darnold, I predict Sam Darnold to be a QB1, so you can quote me on that. Sam Darnold might be my quarterback if he goes for the right price and a bunch of drafts. I, I want to take Sam Darnold late, and I kind of want to get him anywhere that I can on my league. So watch out for Sam Darnold. Other new addition, David Morris. They got DJ and David Morris. So be careful with D. Moore in your draft. So you don't want to draft David Moore thinking you're drafting DJ Moore. So yeah, just be just, you know, the distinction between David and DJ Moore. Um, know is valuable this year is, is crucial uh, they also have dan arnold the tight end they went out and got some a lot of defensive guys they got like all these temple dudes they have hassan reddick um you know and they have a, a tight end they signed a tight end as an undrafted free agent out of temple they have a ton of temple dudes in their roster and i respect that out of matt rule who's a former temple coach so he's bringing in a lot of guys he previously coached which is pretty cool like even pj walker's their backup quarterback um in the draft, they drafted J.C. Horn. It's actually uh, Joe Horn, the wide receiver's son. So J.C. Horn is a good quarter, qu- cornerback. They drafted him in the first round, so he's really going to boost that defense. They drafted a, a wide receiver, Terrence Marshall. He played at LSU, and he played well in the 2020 season, um, but he opted out like halfway through the season, but he was playing real well before he opted out. I think he had like 700 something yards and like 10 touchdowns or something. So he was playing well in the SEC. So we didn't really get to see much of him in college because he was behind Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. So we didn't really get to see him much. He was behind those guys and then only played half a season due to COVID. So he could be sneaky good for them. And um, I think he could be a good you know third wide receiver for them. T tight end they they signed um or they drafted Tommy Treble from Notre Dame um so he's some someone to look out for at the tight end position tight ends typically don't play well their first year in the NFL they take a lot of time to develop because they have to block and also pass catch and that's a a skill that you know takes some learning to do um you know at the next level and they drafted a running back I I I don't know how fantasy relevant he'll be because they have Christian McCaffrey, obviously, but I just wanted to say his name. His name is Chubba Hubbard from Oklahoma State, running back. And, uh, yeah, interesting name, and they drafted him. Uh, I think he was the third-round pick for them. So at QB, like I said, I like Sam Darnold this year. I really like him a lot. I'm not sure what the consensus is on that, but I really do like Sam Darnold. Um, so I'm hoping I can play this tape in a few months and just rub it in people's faces because I really like Sam Darnold this year. Running back, obviously, Christian McCaffrey missed a lot of the year last year, and I expect him to come back and you know pick up where he left off. He's he's really good. He can run the ball. He can catch the ball well. And their backup will probably be Reggie Bonifon, who was the backup last year behind Mike Davis when Mike Davis was filling in for Christian McCaffrey. So Reggie Bonifon is probably the guy that you want, even though Chubba Hubbard is good. He rushed for over 2,000 yards in 2019 and he had 21 touchdowns at Oklahoma State so he, he's solid so it, it will be curious to see who wins that 
backup role behind Christian McCaffrey just because Christian is coming off an injury and you know you, you never know what happened once he gets back on the field at wide receiver they have DJ Moore Robbie Anderson I expect both of these guys to have a good year obviously because I'm expecting Darnold to have a good year but yeah I'm expecting both of these guys to have a good year they were over a thousand yards each last year I believe um, but not many touchdowns and I think that will improve because Darnold is a better quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater um, I think, you know, these, yeah, both these guys be good. And it was weird last year because Robbie Anderson was typically the deep threat when he was in new, new York and that switch last year, DJ Moore was the deep threat and Robbie was more of the, you know, run through the middle, uh, possession type guy. So that was weird. I'm not sure if that'll change, but that was definitely strange to me. I'm not sure if that was because, uh, rule coached Robbie Anderson at Temple. So if he saw something else that he liked to do with him that he did in college, I'm not sure if that was the case, but I'm, I'm expecting that to continue and DJ Moore to be more of the downfield threat guy and Robbie Anderson to be more of the possession guy. And Robbie Anderson does have the rapport with Darnold. They both played together in New York and Darnold or Robbie Anderson was Darnold's go-to receiver. So that could continue here. They could already have that rapport, but DJ Moore is too good. And, you know, he'll definitely get his looks as well. David Moore will be their wide receiver three. And he had splashes in Seattle. And I, I think a lot of that was probably because of Russell and, you know, him just being able to extend plays and then guys just freeing up and getting open. But I expect this predominantly to be, you know, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. They both could potentially be, you know, top 15 wide receivers. And, you know, I'm going out on a limb and saying that. At tight end, Dan Arnold and Ian Thomas are their tight ends. Neither of these guys have really been, you know, made big splashes, but I think Ian Thomas has the most talent out of these two, so he will be slated to be the starter. But we've never really seen Darnold have a fantasy-relevant tight end. Like, there's always been talks of Chris Herndon in the past being a tight end one, but we never really saw it. So I'm not sure if the offense will be centered around the tight end position, but Ian Thomas is the guy you would want. And at kicker, they have Joey Sly, and he had a boot. He has a boot. Like last year, he made a lot of big kicks, a lot of long kicks. And once again, I expect this team to be good. I expect this offense to be good. I like Darnold. I like Moore. I like Robbie Anderson. So, you know, that only leads to the kicker having some value as well. So Joey Sly is definitely one of those guys who, you know, you should look at late in the draft if he's around. Um, don't draft your kicker early, like I was saying earlier, but Joey Sly is definitely a good, good, good kicker. And the Panthers have a good offensive line. They they made some moves this offseason, so their offensive line got a little better. And having McCaffrey out there only helps you. He can catch the ball, he can run the ball, and that's going to keep the defense off balance. So that's only going to make your offensive line look even better. So I I you know I do like their offensive line, and that's that's something to keep in mind. But obviously McCaffrey's a you know a top running back, so you're not even taking offensive line into consideration when drafting him in the first round. And you know their their defense. I expect to be the defense to be better. They added Denzel Perryman, uh, AJ Bouye, and they, they drafted JC Horn, like I was saying. So their defense will be better than it was last year. And, you know, they will be able, and the offense will be able to help them even more this year because the offense will be able to move the ball more. So last but not least, let's go to the Atlanta Falcons. They have a new coach this year, Arthur Smith. He was with the Titans for a while. His last position was the offensive coordinator there. And you know what their offense likes to do, run the ball. So I'm not sure if that's going to translate over to the Falcons as well. The new additions the Falcons have are Mike Davis at running back, 
Cordero Patterson, who is a running back slash wide receiver, but I expect him to play wide receiver for them. And Tajay uh, Sharp, who's another wide receiver. And in the draft this year, they went out and got Kyle Pitts in the first round. He shout out to him. He's the highest selected tight end in NFL history. That's pretty cool. And he actually went to the same elementary school as me. Actually, this this elementary school is probably about 60 seconds from where I am right now. So that's pretty cool. Shout out to Kyle Pitts from the area. Um, and I, I expect big things from him. And he's really the only guy that they got with fantasy relevance in the NFL draft. They went out and got a lot of defense and offensive linemen, you know, which gonna which is going to help them. Uh, Matt Ryan's still the quarterback there. You know, he's aging, so I'm not sure, you know, how much longer he's going to stick around. But Matt Ryan is the guy there. They got went out and got Mike Davis, who was just in Carolina, which is the last team I covered, obviously. And Mike Davis has some good years there um, and some good games there. He was definitely fantasy relevant. He was an RB1 for a good amount of last year. And, you know, that could continue here. I, I expect him to be their lead back, and he's going to get the ball a ton. Quadri Allison is their uh, number two running back, and it'll be interesting to watch because he's a good running back and he's younger. Mike Davis is more of the veteran, so you know the tides could turn uh, depending on how the season goes for them. But I think Mike Davis is definitely the guy, and I see him being an RB two this year. Wide receiver uh, Calvin Ridley. They expect Calvin Ridley to be the guy this year without Julio Jones. Calvin Ridley is good. He's fully healthy. Which he, you know, he had a lot of problems with that last year. But I, I fully expect Calvin really to be a wide receiver one this year. I'm not sure how good this team, how good this team will be. So I think they will be throwing the ball a lot. And Calvin Ridley's route running is top tier. So this guy will be open, and and I expect him to have a good year. He has that rapport with um, Matt Ryan. So you know, look out for Calvin Ridley to have a big year. Other wide receivers they have are Russell Gage, uh, Cordero Patterson, like I said, and Olamide Zacchaeus. So I expect Russell Gage to be the number two wide receiver. He has had some splashes in the past when, you know, Julio and Calvin were the one and two. So I think, you know, Russell Gage could be on the radar um, to have some, you know, big games because the Falcons do like to air it out. Um, but, they have, you know, they have a new coach, so we'll see if that, any of that change. But, you know, they're going to have to throw it to someone. So I think, you know, Russell Gage could be a late-round flyer. At tight end, they have Kyle Pitts who I spoke about recently and Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst hasn't lived up to his first round draft potential ever since Baltimore took him. And, you know, ever since he came over to Atlanta last year. So that's obviously why they went out and drafted Kyle Pitts so high. And I expect Kyle Pitts to contribute right away. I know I said earlier that tight ends typically don't contribute right away because there's so much to learn. But I think the role that they'll have Kyle Pitts playing in is it'd be more of a receiving role. I really don't see him blocking. He has a wide receiver built. So I really think this guy will be able to contribute early and, you know, could be a low end or wide receiver tight end one for you. Let me get it right. A low end tight end one for you as a rookie. I really do see that potential. At kicker, they have Young Hoku. My old Ho be tripping, but my Young Hoku. Yeah, Young Hoku was a, you know, he had a good season last year, and I, I respect him. He was actually in the news earlier, and he got his car stolen um, in Atlanta, and he went on the news, and he basically was like, I just want my cleats back that I kick with. You could keep the car. I don't even care. Just give me my cleats back. So that's kind of a crazy story, but I do like Young Hoku. He is very accurate. And he doesn't kick the ball very deep, but he's very accurate. The Atlanta Falcons, their O-line is 
average at best. So, you know, that could definitely hinder Mike Davis's ability. Um, but we did see Todd Gurley have a lot of touchdowns last year. Not a lot of yards, but a lot of touchdowns. So that could continue if they, you know, they do focus on running the ball in the red zone since they don't really have that red zone, you know, target. Um, you know, unless they're throwing it up to Kyle Pitts. So we'll, we'll see how much they trust him in the red zone. And their defense, I think their defense will be a low, below average. They're led by like Grady Jarrett, Dante Fowler, and Deion Jones. But I do think their defense will be below average, especially because of the, uh, division they play in. They'll be playing the Bucks twice a year, the Panthers, who I think will be good, and, you know, the Saints, who will, you know, be okay on offense. So I do expect this defense to be, you know, a step below tier. And, you know, your offense players will be able to, you know, play well against them and get you some fantasy points. But that is all for me today. I really appreciate you for listening. Uh, next episode, we will be covering the AFC and the NFC West, and that'll be the last of our divisional breakdowns. And then from there, we'll start doing some positional breakdowns. I'll give you guys a top 20 at each, each position, and then we'll do some mock drafts on the air. I'll try to draft at different spots so we can get some different uh, takes on how these drafts turn out. And then, yeah, we'll just go from there. Then hopefully the season will be started by then and then we will uh, cover some in-depth analysis um so yeah make sure you follow me on social that's where i will be you know posting daily i'll be posting um injuries updates and you know my top picks there so make sure you follow me on social at sr the fantasy star and thank you for listening i'll catch you next episode